Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, Kings fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. All the frustration and disappointment of the past is gone. The 45-year drought is over. The Los Angeles Kings are indeed the Kings of the National Hockey League. They are the 2012 Stanley Cup champions. Cleared away by the Kings, picked up by Martinez. Martinez to Clifford, feeds it right side to Foley with a shot. Save, rebound, score! Alec Martinez has won the Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. And royalty reigns again in the NHL. What's up, Kings fans, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Hockey Royalty Podcast, the unofficial podcast of RinkRoyalty.com. I'm Scott Kinville. Before we get going, we just want to let you know you can find us on Twitter at RinkRoyalty and also at Royalty underscore pod. We have a great show lined up today with an international flavor, if you would. But before we bring in our guests, I want to introduce our panel. Hey, Scott. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? And up next is going to be Ryan Kelly. How you doing, Ryan? Uh, good afternoon, Scott. How are you doing? Well, that's bad, brother. Not too bad. And last but not least, for the Rick Royalty team today is the only Mr. Jack Weber. How are you doing, Jack? Not too bad, Scott. Just uh, didn't wake up too long ago, actually. But uh, <laughs> but uh, ready for this podcast, for sure. All right. Awesome, uh, awesome. Our guest awesome. has been up for hours. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> Our guest, uh, he's coming to us from about halfway around the world today, coming all the way to us from Sweden. So uh, we're going to bring him in. He's a, he's a writer over in Sweden. He's also been checking out the SHL quite a bit. 
I'll reintroduce Mr. Sixton Funquist. How you doing, Sixton? Well, thank you, Scott. Well, I've been up for quite some time. I'm talking <laughs> like 13 or 14 hours now, so I'm getting a bit tired here. But So, Sixton, just kind of right off the bat, just um, tell us how you kind of became a writer uh, for the SHL and um, just also what it's been like this past year. Uh, I'll use the word scouting loosely because I know you're not an official scout, but, you know, covering SHL during a pandemic. Uh, first of all, I, I, I became a writer, well, mainly thanks to the NHL, actually. Uh, back in, I don't know, 2012 or something, I, I, there weren't that many Swedish writers writing about the NHL. So I started my own blog, uh, writing in English, then turned it to Swedish. And then I got in touch with the NHL.com guys. So I'm actually working for them as well now, uh, thanks to Twitter, actually. Uh, so I'm writing on the Swedish NHL.com site. And thanks to friends here in my hometown uh, who actually run a company associated with the SHL. I came in touch with the SHL, started writing for them. I've done some pieces for epringside.com and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just a self-taught writer doing what he loves the most, basically. So in terms of, uh, I guess, covering games over the last um, calendar year or so, what's that kind of been like? Obviously, um some of the games have been on hold and touch and go here and there, uh, limited media available to cover that. So I guess just kind of tell us what that's been like. It's been weird. I'm based in Linköping, which is, well, we have an SHL team here. Uh, there, I haven't been traveling the country at all, apart from a few excursions up north with my family, but that's mo- mostly for family reasons, not hockey related. Um, I'm watching most of the games through streams. Uh, working for the SHL through uh, well a company stream you, you can call it we we watch up to two or three games simultaneously uh, covering them uh, which is stressful but fun uh, so you get to watch a lot of hockey at the same time uh, screen in screen if you will but just covering the hockey and making adjustments on the fly has been it's been a rough go obviously but I'm not playing so and I haven't had COVID as far as I know there are people. Um, worse off than me uh, but j- then then again adjusting to kind of get to know players and get to know get a feel for the league if you will has been has been uh, difficult different and difficult I'd say and I know that you have um, you're a co-host on a podcast across the pond and I'm now a subscriber thanks to Thank our you. kind of uh, discussions in the background um, how did you kind of get involved with that? Well, it's me and my Canadian friend, Dave, who's also living here in Lean Shopping. He came over to do play-by-play commentary in English for the SHL. Um, he's no longer doing that, but he's still still around. He met a girl and, well, things <laughs> happened. Uh, so he's, he's around working with the highlights for the SHL right now. And we were bored, obviously, when hockey got canceled uh, on March 12th here after the last last regular season game last year. So we went, well, there's no English-speaking SHL podcast out there, so why don't we give it a go? And we did. So we, we're up to like 50 episodes or so now. Yeah. So it's been it's been great fun. Uh, we've managed to get a hold of a few players. Uh, we're trying to get North American players over on, the, on our show to kind of give their view on why they moved here in the first place and what's it been like coming over, stuff like that, cultural differences, language differences uh everything it's been it's been great fun to get their insights as well and 
we've been lucky and fortunate to get pretty good people on the show to tell their story, which is awesome. What's it been like for you, I guess, just writing your articles in, in English and then translating them to Swedish, you know, uh, for me personally, when I've looked up something, it doesn't always compute a hundred percent. So I guess, how do you navigate the, the language barrier? Uh, I don't know. Uh, in Sweden, we learn, we're taught English from third or fourth grade right now. I, I, well, I began in fourth grade and I've been traveling my, my whole life. So English hasn't been a problem that way for me. So I'm pretty comfortable. Um, but just doing, I mean, I'm listening to all the hockey podcasts I listen to are in English. So the hockey language kind of goes by itself for me. Um, when I, for instance, when I do my English SHL, uh, interviews, like we'll probably touch on a few later on, uh, it's pretty easy to kind of, <clears throat> sorry, to kind of get, get the right language, like get it right. Hockey language wise, if you will. Uh, and it and it's it's just fun. I mean, I proofread it quite a lot, and then I miss a lot. So someone points things out to me, and I have Dave proofread them sometimes as well. Great fun, though. Yeah. Um, and then I guess just diving kind of right into some of the players. Um, I know when we talked off the air, you had recently covered uh, Helge Granz's last game or a couple of games. Um, <clears throat> obviously a second round pick of the LA Kings in the 2020 NHL draft. I just want uh, to point out, I called it. I did all the Kings men podcast. I, I remember it. listening to that episode with you on there. And Jesse asked you which one you would pick. And you said, Helge Grunz. Yep, I stand I, by it. I, he'll, he'll be a great NHLer at some point. So I know that Malmo has kind of, uh, they've been off. They had some issues with, uh, positive COVID tests the past couple of weeks or whatever it's been. Um, they've now resumed play, but what's been your assessment of Helge Granz this year? Uh, and I guess perhaps compared to last year, where has he grown? Actually, it's, to me, he's grown a lot in the, in the offensive zone. Uh, he's, he's more eager to kind of jump on the play, join the rush kind of thing. And he's more comfortable w- working the blue line as well which is obviously a, a, good, a good thing when you want to score. But in his own zone, he's still, he's not lost. He, I mean, he, he's a good D-man. But given the fact where Malmö has been, they've, they've been struggling a lot lately, uh, or sorry, early on in the season, and they just kind of turned it around. And looking at his time on ice, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I noticed it's been dropping a bit. So he's been getting some sheltered minutes as of late. But I'm guessing that's the coach just wanting to make sure he's not out there for decisive moments as of seasonal decisive moments because in, in a game he, he can pinch he can cover the puck you know he, he's good by the boards I'm not saying he's great by the boards but he's good he can he can he should work well build some muscle if you will sure. he, he needs to be more more explosive in the corners or getting the puck away from, from the corners if, if he goes there. But overall, I, I think he's made some great strides this season uh, with his skating, with his puck-moving ability. The transition plays better. Malmö has been kind of shelled a bit. They last Yesterday, they lost 6-1 to Kvaleftio from up north, and they didn't look good at all. But their schedule is a mess right now. I think they they've been playing 10 games in 18 days or something, so it's just insane. Yeah, and I was going to, sorry, I was going to no, comment. Go I was just going to comment on 
his playing time, you know, it, he was up in, you know, 13 minutes, but it's slowly decreasing, as you noted, to where it was around five minutes or six minutes a game. But I'm looking at his game log, and he played 19 minutes last night, and he played almost 15 minutes on Wednesday night. Yeah, he got a bump. I just saw it. I didn't look for the game log yesterday, but I, I noticed that 15-minute uh, time on ice on Wednesday. And I guess, well, I, did they lose to Yeah, they lose, lost 3 nothing Wednesday, yeah, and then they, they lost 6-1. Both, yeah, both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he's to blame, really. It's a collective effort from Malmö through and through. And uh, I, I don't think we should jump the gun on make, saying he'll be a Norris Trophy candidate in five years but we shouldn't really this season is so weird so i'm i stand by that he'll be a good nhler at some point uh, i think he'll adapt very quickly to the smaller eyes i'm I'm a huge heli grounds fan i and i don't see anything this season that will stop me from believing he'll make the nhl cut at some point um <clears throat> and uh yeah i believe don't quote me on this but i believe he was the final cut uh, in order or for uh, Sweden's world junior uh, team. Um, and then obviously he's been off for a little bit and then getting back into the swing of things. What do you see for his kind of uh, offensive potential and per- perhaps a uh, pro comp in the NHL for Helge Grunz? Uh I did make the Drew Doughty comparison on the All the, All <laughs> the Kingsmen podcast, and that's maybe uh, a a huge comparison and the putting pressure, unnecessary pressure on a young guy. But I mean, I, w- I won't say sky's the limit, but it's up there. I mean, he can be a prominent NHLer comparisons. Sure. Hmm. Comparisons. Uh, I, I, because if I make a star comparison, it'll, it'll, it'll put unnecessary pressure on him, but maybe Roman Josie kind of, player not not in the very same way but maybe roman josie okay that so, i think that would be a fair assessment although so, josie is a left-hander isn't he uh i, I think so i don't have it in front of me but I, either I way so. i'll take uh i'll take the the norris trophy consideration and winners from for grans in the future <laughs> so when uh when grans was dra- drafted you know i didn't really know much about him at the time i kind of got the impression from what i was hearing he was maybe more of like a stay-at-home defenseman. Do you think there's some offensive upside there? For sure. I mean, Malmö has been the. I think I, actually starting his season, he was on his way to making having his best uh, season point-wise. And I, I for sure, I can see I can see him being a, a, a an offensive demon at some point because he jump he joins the rush uh, quite a few times and he, he likes to go. He likes to you know go on adventures if you will uh whenever whenever it deemed necessary or whenever it's possible but yeah he's, he should be can if yeah two-way defenseman I, i'd say yeah not not a solid defensive defenseman but a good not a solid offensive defenseman somewhere in between i for sure yeah how do you see his game translating to the north american rank well, I think his stick handling would be uh like I said, he needs to build some muscle because those heavy forwards on the foreshack, like uh, well Ryan Reeves would be the prime example, but uh, <laughs> someone else maybe uh, I mean th- they might they might pose a threat or will pose a threat for him, but if he'll build some muscles, you just look at other Swedes like 
William Nylander, for instance, he, he built some muscles and uh, Elias Pedersen has done so as well. They're still young guys. I mean, help Helge Grounds into a very, very good role with the Kings going forward. That's very good news to hear. I mean, yeah, huge fan. I, I really like talking to him. I really like his, I mean, his composure, his love for the game, everything. He's There's something there. Great. Hey, that's great news because, uh, you know, we want to see him in L.A. as soon as possible, right? <laughs> so, I want to uh, be in so L.A. as soon as possible as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, Sixton, just before we just before we switch over to uh, Tobias Bjornfoot, tell us, this, uh, tell us the, the, everyone listening and the guys here, uh, what you told me in the background um, about your trip to L.A. during 2014. Oh, yeah. We, I had a friend studying at Stanford. Uh, so he finished his studies on, I don't know, in June some, at some point, and we made a road trip to, we ended up in San Diego, but we stayed at in LA and we actually were there when the Kings won the cup. We were, we were trying to get tickets for that very game, but they turned out to be quite expensive. And, uh, <laughs> so I think the best offer we got was 1400 bucks per ticket. And that was a bit of, well, budget destroying, if you will. Yeah. But uh, it would have been great fun watching that cup clinching game, even though they scored on my favorite goalie of all time. But yeah, uh, hey, Lundqvist. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was good fun being there, just sharing the moment with some Kings fans in LA. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, that is right. You know, hey, at least we were closer, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, listen. Uh, speaking of current LA Kings, I want to ask you about uh, Tobias Bjornfort. So. Is he developed so far as you expected him to? Is he maybe a little bit ahead, a little behind? What do you think? I'm 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 a bit puzzled to be honest because he was scratched a couple of times in the SHL this season with your garden, uh, which baffled me to be honest. And then he went across and he's playing with the Kings, so I'm fairly sure your Gordon made a mistake because, uh, well. Let's say this, the Nazim Kadri goal where Tobias Bjornfoot was pretty much visiting a hot dog vendor on the third <laughs> third level or something, uh, that will happen because he's not that old. He hasn't played in the NHL. He was only looking at the puck and didn't look where Kadri was going. That will happen. But I'd say he's been... I have, I've tried to watch the Kings a couple of times because thanks to time zones, it's more benefit to me. But I, I say I'm quite impressed. I wouldn't I had, wouldn't have thought he'd made it this far in the season at this point, to be honest. And I'm I'm fairly sure the the coaching staff are letting him make those mistakes because this is a I wouldn't say this season is a wash for the Kings because they're doing well, but I mean where they are right now, they can afford Bjornfoot to make a couple of mistakes and it won't affect their long term plans, will it? So let him play. Uh, he'll grow. He's growing by the minute. I say. I, I really like his play, but uh, I, I I want to see more from him going forward. Yeah, I mean it's, the Kings aren't expected to win the cup this year, so not really, right? So I mean, that's <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it this year. You know, exactly. I mean, this is the moment where you're supposed to, where you can try do the trial and error, and it won't really affect anything. Well, the thing we really like about him, too, is, I mean, he wasn't expected to be an offensive powerhouse when he was drafted. I mean, he's drafted to be the, the steady stay-at-home defenseman, which every team needs to be successful, really. That's true. You know. uh, <laughs> I haven't, I've never met or talked to Tobias, which is, which is unfortunate, given where he is right now. But uh, <laughs> I can see him... <sighs> 
I can see him fit with pretty much any any D man on the Kings right now, and uh, that's a good thing because he can learn from the lot. And uh, I don't know who's who has he been playing with the most. Uh, you know? Primarily Matt Roy. Well, he's been kind of Matt Roy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it was kind <laughs> well, of a, I mean, a mixed up situation here when we had the, the injuries to deal with too. But right. I mean, yeah. Drew Doughty loved him. You know, but I mean, yeah, exactly. Mikey Anderson's really taking that role with Drew Doughty. So, unfortunately, you can't have all, all of them playing together. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> no, no, that's true. But I mean, just being near someone, I mean, a little like part of wants to convert to a winger, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be something, but you'll have other holes. To hey, fill there you go. <laughs> uh, but I mean, just being near someone like Drew Doughty is probably a great benefit to any young D man coming into the Kings right now. So, live and learn, man, just watch and learn. Absolutely. and uh, Probably won't find a great greater teacher than Drew Doughty right now. So Sixton, right. I know Sixton, I know uh, and Tobias Bjornfoot is as Scott noted, he's not he's not the offensive powerhouse that yeah, I guess he's not going to be that player, but he was named one of the top three players for Team Sweden uh, in the world juniors. I guess what what stands out in his game to you so much that would, um, I guess, be worthy of that honor? Actually, his passing game, uh, which is, I think, you, when you talk about Demon, you always talk about that breakout pass, which is, of course, a huge asset to any Demon being able to turn play like that. But, I mean, just watching his passing play across across the whole rink, he's very secure with his puck, his puck I mean, movement or distributing the puck or handling the puck overall, which is, I mean, he's a very calming presence to his surroundings. He he might not show it in the NHL right now, but when he's getting into his groove, I I find him to be a very calm player. And I think when things slows down for him in, in the NHL, you'll see that coming into play as well. And you'll see his... He might make that long stretch pass like Eric Carlson did a couple of years ago to... Was it Ryan Zingle or someone? Or I mean, he can do those. He can make those passes, and it can make you make the seven foot pass, or he can make a twenty seven foot pass. It doesn't really matter. He, he's very secure with his puck. I, I like it a lot. And based on the last yeah. time that you saw him and what you've seen from him, oh Jesus! Last time okay? I saw him, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, I guess I guess it's a circle. In the limited, I guess, sample size that you've seen of the Kings this year, I guess, what do you think he needs to do to still kind of take that next step? Uh, actually, he needs to calm down because he's overworking some plays. Like, I mean, the Kadri thing stands out, but I mean, I think he's overworking some stuff, trying to, you know, prove himself. If he just plays it a place a bit more safe or not making just the easy place, but he can slow down a bit. Don't yeah. stress. There's there's no stress to it. He's there. He, he they picked him for a reason, aim for a reason. Just I think that's the most important thing. He's just they're all young. They want to make make the NHL be not be sent down, I suppose. But if he comes down, finds his groove a bit, which I think he's done a bit, he'll 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 turn into a nice demon for the Kings. Uh, so, Sixton, the Kings made an, an interesting trade in the offseason with the Rangers, picking up Leah Anderson. Uh, you know, high draft pick just a few years ago, was a star for Sweden at the World Juniors. Time with the Rangers was pretty much a disaster. Um, 
with the Kings to start this year, I thought he played a few good games at the start of the year. Then his game kind of fell off. Now he's in the AHL. Uh, what are your thoughts on Elias? Is there still some potential there? Yes, I do believe there's potential in Elias Anderson. Looking at it, I mean, I'm going to make uh, HV71 look bad in a moment. But, I mean, <laughs> looking at his, his his puck movement, his shot, his vision, he's a great player. I think he needs... He needs the right surroundings. Uh, something happened with the Rangers. I don't know why, and I, honestly, it doesn't really matter. Something was off for him mentally or whatever. Uh, he wasn't in the right place. If LA and Ontario, in this case, proves to be the right place, he'll be a, a good, solid producer for the Kings. Maybe not top six. I'd say middle six, which is, I mean, you need that secondary scoring. And give him the chance. Uh, I think he'll turn it around. I really do. And speaking of HV71, where he played, he he only played 19 games with HV71, who's been struggling, and he's still tied for f- fifth or sixth in goals. Oh, boy. So <laughs> <laughs> that, That's a rough go. And he's yeah. uh, tied for 10th in points wow. with, which, with 11 points. So, yeah. <laughs> that says a lot with, about HV71 and probably a whole lot about Lyle Sanderson as well. I, I, I do believe he'll be Buffalo in the SHL. Sorry? <laughs> are, you, are you trying to say that the Buffalo Sabres are the SHL? Is oh, that- yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we, we have their, in Sweden, we have promotion and relegation. So HB71 are due to play their play out, it's called. It's new for this season where the two bottom teams actually play a best out of seven, I believe. And the loser gets uh, relegated. Oh, wow. So uh, HB71 I'm sorry. <laughs> I said the NHL better not get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo would indeed be screwed. Yeah. Uh, Sixton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sixton, just one follow up question on Leah Sanderson. His yes. AHL coach has kind of uh, noted that if he just kind of tightens up and just checks his defensive game, that he'll be kind of more of a complete two way player. Do you think, um, I guess, playing on the larger rink? overseas doesn't necessarily promote that style of play? Uh, actually, that's a good question because whenever I, I talk to uh, North Americans or uh, foreigners coming to Sweden, what they do say, first and foremost, when I ask them to describe the SHL, is everyone's back-checking like hell. So uh, actually, Joe Valeno of the Red Wings told me – he every forward is like a dog on a bone heading back home. So it's hard <laughs> to kind of turn things around because everyone's skating so fast. So I, I don't know how to kind of weigh that compared to, 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 to answer your question, but I think he might need to find the surroundings, find himself on the smaller ice because every, everything comes to you much faster on the smaller ice. And that might be it. Just finding his demon quicker or finding his, his guy quicker whenever on the, wherever on the ice. And uh, that might be, might be a thing as well because going one way to the bigger rink, you get a lot of time, but time is effectively taking away moving to North American rinks. And I think watching only North American hockey, you don't kind of see the huge difference. Uh, I'm not saying you guys are, but uh, in general, sure. uh, it might be it might be tough to kind of keep that in mind. So time is essential, I think, and the Kings do have time. Yeah, it's just... It's hard to believe that he's still only 22 because we've been hearing exactly. about it's him been, for been several around forever. years. Huh? I know. 
So, but looking looking at his role in the NHL, eh, sorry, in the SHL, he was, uh, I mean, he was top six first line player all the time in the SHL, and he should be. So, it might also be him having a trouble having trouble coping with his not maybe the he'll he might not play those first line minutes, and it's hard when minutes are taking away. You need to produce. You want to produce as much or do as much in in a smaller time or less time. That's that's that might be a thing as well. So you need to kind of kill your darlings uh, in his game a, a bit as well and just be focused on what he needs to do and, and not playing those first line kind of things. Do it when you get first line minutes if you do. So yeah, that might be and it. just one other thing about Leas, and we'll kind of move sure. on to um, some of the twenty twenty one Swedish draft. Targets. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> I saw a report that you know it wasn't long into HC71's season that Leah Sanderson was suspended for a tackle, and I can't remember which uh, team or player honestly. that he was uh, he was facing. But I read a story that he had to sell his car to pay the fine. Um, <laughs> really? I don't know if you have any follow up. Uh, well, actually, as for the tackle itself or his suspension, he has a. He has a bit of a temper. Um, he has a bit. I mean, he's he wants to win more than anything. And HB seventy one has been having a rough season. And when you keep losing, things happen. You things boil over. You saw yesterday, actually, no, the day before yesterday, uh, uh, an HB seventy one demon just making a brutal high sticking play. I mean, they're just completely off the charts in in temper right now and when you keep on losing stuff like that happens and in Lias Anderson I mean he threw his medal on the stands a couple of years ago and that was a big thing he's a he wants to win nothing matters more to him than winning and if, if things goes against him yeah he gets some temper and tempers are flaring having sell his car that sounds like a cheap car actually <laughs> uh but but uh yeah uh things happen He's a young guy. Like you said, he's only 22. He's been around forever. Mm-hmm. I think that was a spur of the moment thing, to be honest. Okay. Um, fines are, though, fines in the NHL are more severe. Yeah, definitely. And then kind of switching gears here towards the 2021 NHL draft. Um, it's looking right now, if, if the draft were to start today, the Kings would be in kind of that 10 to 15 range in the first round. Um Give us like two forwards that the Kings should target. If you know they they've had a long history of taking Swedish players, give us two players that would be good fits for them, and just kind of a little bit of background about each. Yeah, um, one of them would be William Eklund or William Eklund, if you will. Uh, he won't be available on the on and in tenth probably, but I still want to mention him because he he is by far the most fun forward to watch in this SHL season uh not counting Lucas Raymond but but um William Eklund is I, I I'm sorry I have to talk about him because he's such a fun fun player and a great guy to talk to as well uh I actually I if if I may promote it I made a I talked to William and there's an English interview available with him on Eurogardens website you can go check that out at defhockey.se it's a small piece in English where we talk about his play and his his skating and the upcoming draft and anything. So do check that out if you will. But getting back to him as a player, his skating is beyond anything. And his mom was actually a professional 
figure skater. So she worked with him on skating from the age of three, which is, I mean, that's where you set your basics for skating. And he's been working with her, I, I don't know for how long, but it's all, keep in mind, he entered this season as a 17-year-old. So I'm, I'm imagining he's still talking to her about skating. Um, but I mean, when I asked him about it, he said, the most important thing to me when it comes to skating is to keep the speed coming out of a turn. He didn't talk about entering anything or entering a corner. He wants to be as fast heading into something as he is leaving the situation, which is, I mean, that's just what you want to hear now, isn't it? As for his Overall play, he's taking loads of steps forward this year, and he won't be uh, probably won't be available top ten. It's a good draft though; uh, he'll be he'll go top five in my opinion. So if the Kings make a trade for a higher draft pick, for sure. But I have another forward for you because <laughs> in that range, and I I there's someone in Lulio I really like. He hasn't played a lot. Uh, I think he's played twenty something games. I'm actually gonna look it up. This is bad radio. Sorry. No. That's uh, he played, yeah, he's played 26 SHL games uh, in his career because he started his SHL career this season, uh, leaving Frelunda coming to Lulio. It's Fabian Lucelle. He's a, he's a creative, uh, innovative, if you will, right winger. Uh, not that big a guy, 5'10", 168 pounds. So muscles will be needed. But I like his, he's uh, unpredictable. He is uh, not the fastest, but he's a good skater. He, his shot is actually really good. And he's, he's on EliteProspects.com. His, his position is said to be right wing, but I've seen him play left wing as well, cutting it from the left, just shooting it. And he's, uh, that's someone probably, he's actually ranked nine looking at Elite Prospects here. I didn't even know that. So he'll be available around there. And th- that could be someone for the LA, LA Kings for sure. Awesome. Now, what about the defensive end? <laughs> uh, everyone keeps talking about Simon Edvinson. Uh, I haven't watched him play at all because he's not played in the SHL that much. And when he has played, I haven't watched Frelunda, apparently. Uh, but I was looking through an article written by Uffe Bodin of Hockey Sverige and also other websites. And he's very high on Simon Edvinson. He is uh, <clears throat> a big guy, six foot five. 203 pounds, so he'll probably be able to carry that body around a bit. He's actually ranked between 6 and 12 in the draft rankings, where, depending on where you look, so he might be available in that t- around that uh, 10th place in, in on the draft. Um, he's a left shot D. I'm sorry, <clears throat> he just turned 18, actually, uh, last month, so he's also he also entered the season as a 17-year-old, but he hasn't played that that much. He's been actually been loaned to Vestavik of our second-tier league, Hockey Alsenskan, where he played 14 games. He played 10 games in the SHL, and he also played, uh, looking here, sorry, 14 games with the Frelunda U20s. But it, he might be a guy for you uh, over in LA, for sure. I also want to mention a goalie, if you will. Sure. And I, I'm fairly sure you know I'll be talking about Jesper Volstedt, yeah. who is just, he's the best goalie coming out of Sweden since Henrik Lundqvist, for sure. <laughs> he is something else. The guy is a teenager. <laughs> Sorry? I said, I told you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he is something else, man. He is uh, the team claiming, uh, sorry, drafting him will be happy for years to come. He'll he'll compete with anyone. Let me ask you a question about him real quick, because I mean, yeah. with uh, 
with everything that they were talking about with uh, Askarov in this previous draft, Spencer Knight, the, the draft before that, is there a, is that a valid comparison as far uh, as when he's the, impactful? Uh, actually, yeah, I think so. Uh, it's hard to compare when they haven't been playing face-to-face or like that right. or matching up like that. But yeah, I haven't watched Spencer Knight a lot because I, I'm, a, I'm not able to watch entire games of the AHL or wherever he's been playing. He hasn't, I mean, I get the NHL and I don't get that much uh, of anything else from North America, uh, which is a bummer. But um, watching Askarov like on the World Juniors or whenever you watch him, he is probably the best goalie I've seen coming out of Europe in quite some time. And Europe has been doing quite well with goalies, especially Finland. But Jesper Volstedt is, uh, he is something else. He's, so calm. He's a big guy as well. I think he's yeah, he's up there, six foot something, six foot four, maybe. I'm actually gonna look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's so calm, and he's he doesn't seem to care either. When you talk to him, he's so well. I'm just doing my work and blah blah blah. <laughs> and whenever you talk to a teenager playing pro level hockey, they a lot of guys kind of tend to drift away, if you will, and talk about future and he's just well i have a game tomorrow can we speed things up here he's he doesn't really care i asked him about your draft and he went well i don't care i'm i'm gonna play with lulio right now and what's what's good about but lulio what with the with valstead is actually lulio got their one of their best goalies of all time in Joel Lassinanti. He came back from the khl mid-season and just Valstead has still continued to play some games not every game but a few, quite a few games, and they're pretty much doing a one A one B situation there between Lassinanti and and Jesper Wallstedt, and that tells you a lot, given the fact that Lulu is a powerhouse of the SHL, and they have an eighteen year old in goal who's been playing lights out. Honestly, he's he's so good. Yeah, I mean, he's actually that... on a nine oh eight save percentage now, but Lulu has been struggling of late, so don't read too much into that. Well, and that's just it. It's so hard to judge a prospect on the, because of the, the team surrounding them. I mean, that's yeah. Sometimes it's almost apples or oranges, really. You know, for sure. And I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen with Lias Anderson. Just to getting back to him, and if he gets right. going and finds his groove, who knows? He might be a top three player. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So it. I mean, they're all magic beans, really. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's what we're hoping for. for sure. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know about the goalie depth of the LA Kings beyond. Beyond uh, Cal Peterson, you got well, one more. Got, yeah, they got Lucas Parikh in the system. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, you know, and... I, I was I, I was thinking like Wall said is almost like a if for whatever reason he drops, and the Kings are even drafted say at fifteen, if they're thinking like best player available mentality, maybe they they go off the board and say, all right, we're going to take him, and this way we got our blue chip goalie prospect in the system anyway. He doesn't have to yeah. come over right away because you got Peterson. You know, mm-hmm. I would say let him let him develop in the SHL. Why not? Yeah, and he can be a prominent SHL goalie and still move. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because it with prospects, I mean, it's, it's all fine and good, but there's no guarantee they're all going to pan out. No, for sure. And I mean, you, uh, you, Henrik Lundqvist was let me see, 2000, two thousand two twenty two or twenty three or something when he came over. Something like that. Yeah. So I mean, with that, whilst it has four or five years left here, so yeah. I mean, anything can happen. For sure, the key team claiming him or drafting him. Sorry, Jesus, waiver wire much? <laughs> no, uh, you're okay. It's late over there. <laughs> yeah, <I was> just, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's only 7.42, man. I'm going to tuck my kids in soon, and that will be Yeah, and on that note, I, I know we only have you for a half hour no here, problem. so I just kind of want to end with a fun topic here. I know that you're a big fan of uh, Swedish metal, and you uh, noted that Ghost, the band Ghost, is from your hometown. They are, yeah. Have you seen uh, them? I've seen them seven times or eight times. Seven or times. Like yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so I here, they started off as a garage band like everyone else, but the singer actually was working with a friend of mine, and he just at some, at one day, one day he came to my friend and said, "I'm I'm quitting. I'm gonna do this thing now." And uh, then Ghost kind of took off. So everyone, everything turned out pretty well for him. Uh, just goes doing their live show now. They've changed a couple of uh, members, or every member apart from the singer. They had a big fallout in terms right. of financial stuff. But okay. uh, so the the live shows aren't as intense anymore. But my first viewing or my first concert with them was in on a festival in Gothenburg, where they played. I think they started players playing at one a.m. or something oh. in a small tent with like three hundred people. Or even if that two hundred and fifty, and all dark and all smoke and all you know, just <laughs> mystical things. And he came out with his pulp kind of thing and just started waving and doing stuff. And that was I was hooked from the get go. It was immensely fun. <laughs> I gave you a little bit of a homework assignment when we were kind of talking offline. Did you check out that band Orbit Culture? I haven't done it. Someone else sent <laughs> sent sent, sent, a, sent another band to me, so I'm just listening through. Give me a second. <laughs> But I, I have it on my playlist. I'll do it uh, tomorrow, probably when I'm writing. I'm getting up at 5 a.m. doing NHL roundup. So, yeah, and just over there, there's so much um, good heavy we got metal a lot music. Of good music yeah, I said, uh, you know, too, I'm jealous of the, the bands that have not only come out of Sweden, but uh, Europe as well. Um, Architects is my favorite band out of the UK. Yeah. But um, you noted uh, Amon Amarth, Arch Enemy, yeah. some other bands, you know, that have come out of Sweden. It's just a, uh, your prospect pool in terms of metal bands over there it's is deep, outstanding. <laughs> it's deep. We got a lot, and I don't know. I don't know half of them. I think uh, Gothenburg is the, probably the uh, the epicenter, if you will, for Swedish metal. But uh, we got a lot of them. My favorite band is uh, Iron Maiden, but uh, okay. I got a, my metal uh, variety is big. So I've seen Maiden fourteen or fifteen times. Holy I think. smokes! Uh, once outside Sweden. Okay. <laughs> so, in Vancouver, actually. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was due to see it made them last summer, and that kind of, well, things happened. Uh, yeah. we'll, see if, we'll see. They got it planned for July 3rd, and I don't think that'll happen either. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but if, whenever, if you guys are in Sweden, let's go to a concert. We'll <laughs> hook you up with some cool stuff, and we'll go to a metal concert. That will be great fun. What's the farthest you've gone uh, in Sweden for a concert? Oh, it's not that far because Linköping is right in between Stockholm and Gothenburg. So I haven't gone that far. Gothenburg, in terms of actual distance, probably the furthest to be fair. To be fair, it's uh, in miles. Jesus, I don't know, but about four hundred kilometers. So it's not that far. What is that roughly, just in time? Uh three hours. Okay, three hours and bad. twenty minutes or something. So yeah. Sweden is small, man. <laughs> you, bar- you barely leave LA in three hours. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> I looked. Uh, I just kind of looked at where your hometown is on the map in terms of like some of the other major cities, and I was obviously very zoomed in. And Gothenburg looks very far away. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit of a tricky way to get there, tricky roads, but yeah, Stockholm is more right on, just a highway, two hours, two hundred kilometers, no problem. 
Outstanding. Um, Scott, do we want to wrap up? I know. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll- I think uh, we'll let Sixton get to bed here because I know he's, he's got to be up at five in the morning. So, yeah, <laughs> and we, we're no, actually uh, we're moving our t- clocks tonight, so we're, we're we're losing an hour of sleep as well. So it's going to be great fun tomorrow when the kids oh, boy. <laughs> well, just say, listen, have plenty of coffee and get that that battle going real early. Wake you up, all right? <laughs> I will, man. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. I'll be on whenever you need me. Just let me know. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right. Thanks, thanks a million. We really appreciate it. Six no problem, I won't. I won't make you call your shot now. But we'll love to have you back on to call the the Kings next draft pick. Oh yeah, let's let's see uh, how things develop when we know whether when, when they're picking, and I'll yeah. give you something. Okay, no problem. Sounds awesome. I appreciate you coming on tonight. For this thanks afternoon. for having me. It's been great. I hope I didn't absolutely. butcher the language too much. No, 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 not at all. You're speaking better than we do. No, <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Uh, no alarm well. for you, man. You're still, uh, you're still here. No, no, it's... <laughs> that alarm isn't coming until tomorrow morning. So, yeah. oh, five a.m. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but no, uh, thanks a million, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks. Take care, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Absolutely. Hey, that was six and Funquist of the SHL. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, hoping he yeah. comes back pretty soon. Um, I'm very curious to see who he's going to pick for our uh, LA Kings draft pick come the 2021 draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was so. outstanding just to kind of get some further information. Uh, just, you know, obviously we see Elias Anderson, Tobias Bjornfoot, and um, I haven't seen any of Helge Granz yet, but it's nice to get some um, additional information about him. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and well, the way he says, I think, you know, after he gets a little bit of more muscle put on him, a little bit more weight, I think it sounds like the Kings made a pretty darn good draft pick. Yeah, I can't wait to see him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, oh, what do you guys think? Is it uh, is it that time? Yeah, I think it's that time. Uh, all right. A, uh, it's kind of weird because we usually record uh, later at night, and it's the uh, middle of the afternoon for us. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm seeing all this sunlight. I feel like I'm Dracula or something. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyways, we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, once again, we want to thank uh, Sixton Funquist for coming on all the way from Sweden. I'm sorry, Sweden. Sweden. You know, learn how to talk again, right? But anyways, <laughs> for Ryan Sykes, for Jack Weber, for Ryan Colley, I'm Scott Kimball. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Kings, go.